everybody, welcome to episode six of Burn Down the Sandcast. It's me, your boy Nico, aka Alex, aka the original Yifmeister that apparently owns a pizzeria. What's up? How are we all doing? Who's with me today? Hi, I'm Mike, a- aka at Rick Rolls Royce on Twitter, and uh, I'm doing decent. I don't own a pizzeria though, so I guess not as good as you. We also have. Hi, I'm here this time. Welcome back. Welcome back. Unfortunately, I'm here. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm Maggie. How how you doing? How you doing? And, and the Twitter, <laughs> you figured that one out. <laughs> and we also have because Game Bun is out this week. Unfortunately. Hi, this is your best friend, Andrew. You may also know me as Concordantly on Twitter. Cool. Cool. And uh, yeah, I guess pretty much we just made this podcast this week to say that Miko has bought a chain of pizzerias and uh, that's it. All right. Yep. So I'm getting out of the podcast game. I'm starting a pizzeria business. It actually turns out I already owned a pizzeria and I just had no idea. So (laughs) it's weird that you didn't know that. Here's what happened. I went out. So I have a Friday night class that got out early last night. So I was like, oh, shit, I have plenty of time to go get dinner. So I, w- I drove all the way to fucking Fairlawn and went mm-hmm. to Juicy Platters because they're delicious and I haven't been in almost a year. That's the halal place, right? Yeah, they serve halal platters. I got uh, chicken, rice, tomatoes, cheese. They have this sauce that I'm assuming is some kind of ranch-based sauce, but it's not exactly ranch. But It's, it's white good. sauce? You mean the white sauce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the Middle Eastern white sauce. That's what we call it. <laughs> okay, well, that's what it is, and it's really good. Yeah. And then um, as I was leaving... I noticed that pretty much directly across the street was a place called Miko's Pizzeria. <laughs> and I was like, oh. what the fuck is this? I have to now drive 60 miles on Route 80 home and with this knowledge. I think what's really weird is that they don't have your cell phone number up on the top of the sign. Yeah, it's a, it's a 209 number. Or no. That's a 201. Yeah, no. It's a 201 number. I'm 973. So I, li- I, live, I live my life in the 973. Yeah, you should get them to correct that. Yeah. What did you do this week aside from find out you owned a pizzeria? Uh, I finished a video game, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Uh, I did some homework. I did some more homework. There's this major building project at work that's going live that I have to deal with. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Uh, what are the rest of you up to? Well, this week I did my sleep study with a CPAP for the first time. So... I went I've done that. Yeah, so if you've ever gone into a sleep study, let me tell you what happens. You go into this place and you go into a little room and it's like a little hotel room kind of but shittier and there's a bathroom and there's a camera that's constantly watching you while you're in this room. <laughs> and uh you hang out there for a while and then when it gets to be bedtime, which in a hospital is ten o'clock at night, <laughs> they hook up a hundred wires to you so that you look like a stupid cyborg. Yeah, they put a bunch of electrodes all over your heads. Your which hair means too. You have to use quite a lot of glue when it to get them to stick to your hair. Yeah, it's torture. They basically stick what feels like cummies in your hair all over the place. Yeah, I had to have that done when I was in fourth grade, and it was not pleasant. Yeah, and they did you they put have a lot of the it. shit right by your nose as well? Uh, no. So I had a. So here's this. okay. So I have thick hair, so they had to use a lot of the gel. Anyway, they put them all over your head uh, and your face and stuff, 
And then they also put, the, um, for me, I had two bands, like one around my stomach, one around my chest, and then also uh, some electrodes on my legs. So they do all that, and then uh, since I had done this before, and now I was getting t fitted for a CPAP and also um, getting it calibrated, they gave me a CPAP, which is basically just a mask that helps you breathe. For me, I got the mask that just goes over your nose. Some people need the mask that goes over your nose and mouth. Yeah, my dad has a... Yeah, I just got the one that goes over my nose. So they put this thing on, and it touches your... There's big cups that touch your nostril with, like, a big overarching plastic thing on it. And uh, it basically just constantly blows air into your nostrils, which at first is really uncomfortable and hard to deal with. But I got used to it really quickly, and even though I probably only slept two hours in the time that I was there, because they tried to make me go to bed at 10 o'clock and I can't do that, and and you have to be woken up at 6.30 to leave, uh, the two hours that I slept felt like four hours from wearing this that's, thing. That's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, that being said, there is one really stupid caveat to wearing this thing, which is that when you're wearing it, you cannot open your mouth at all. Because you are constantly having air blown into your nose, right? So if you open your mouth, mm. air just starts coming out of your mouth. <laughs> so uh, yep. you can't, like, yawn or anything. Like, if you try to yawn and... Well, you, you can, but... You could try. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and when you do that, then it, you will start choking yourself with air and be like... <clears throat> and it makes a horrible noise. Oh, God. And I kept doing that accidentally, and it made me really gassy the next day because I basically swallowed a bunch of air. Hmm. So now, let me ask you something about the nostril situation. Yeah. If I'm somebody who gets extremely frequent nosebleeds, would you recommend the nostril situation? So, they make CPAPs these days that uh, blow humidified air. Mm. Yeah, you have okay. to fill it with, like, distilled water or something. Right. So, because of that, stuff like dry nose and stuff isn't a problem. I, I usually have a really stuffy nose a lot of the time, especially at night. And, uh... It was not an issue for me. Like, it just, it blew air hard enough that it didn't matter that whether my nose was okay. stuffy yeah, or not. Yeah. Full disclosure, I sleep with one of those every night. Uh, yeah, I want one. That's why I'm doing this. And I'm going to get one probably this upcoming week, so. The shit is extremely expensive. I know. They gave me the mask that, uh, the masks apparently go for over $100, and they gave me the mask that I used for free. Yeah, and they want you to, like, replace them every month or so, but they could easily last over a year. Oh, yeah. No, I was told that, so. Except for, like, the f the filters and the rubber bits, you should probably replace sure. more often, but still. Anyway, if you're having trouble visualizing the mask, just think of the uh, thing that fighter pilots wear in movies. Better yet, think of the thing when uh, they put, like, uh, Goku or Vegeta... In one of the tank, yeah, 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 that. In one of the tanks in Dragon Ball that are full of liquid, and they have the mask on. It's like that. All right, so we got Top Gun and Dragon Ball Z. I think that covers the entire population. Yes, I'm basically Maverick Goku now. All right. I don't know why, but whenever I hear sleep study, I think you're like going to like your friend's house and like studying art or hentai or something. And then you go to sleep, and it's like sleepover. I can't wait to have a sleep study with Dryzen. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Did they tell you how many nocturnal emissions you had? Uh, none, but they did tell me the first time that I went how many uh, times my sleep was interrupted per hour. 
And the answer was over 25. So basically I choked myself over 25 times an hour while trying to sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's like once every two minutes? Yeah. And using the CPAP, I had zero. Yeah, I had moderate to severe, I believe is what they called it. So that would be why I slept well. Sleep apnea. But you slept naked, right? Uh, no, I slept no. in my boxers and a t-shirt. Like with no sheet on, just like splayed out on the bed, you know? No, but I did have to tell someone every time I had to get up and piss, so that was pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had, they had people who were just up all night looking at your numbers. And also looking at you. Literally. No, don't. Like, mm-hmm. you just lay there no. naked, or you lay there in the bed, and you're just like, hey, I, I have to pee? Yeah, no, you literally... Well, so the best part is, as I said, you can't really open your mouth, right? Because air just blows out. So every time I would... <laughs> every time I would... No, it was more like every time like I would start to like have to pee, I would have to go... <laughs> like that. <laughs> and uh, and like choke myself in the process, and then he would get the, the message and come in and help me. For future reference, just, like, lift the mask a bit off your face to talk. Oh, yeah, no, I could have done that, but I, I didn't. <laughs> he could have done that. But... but it was, like, 2 a.m., and I wasn't thinking straight, so instead I just went, <laughs> So that was my week. How was your week, Zemtosis and or Andrew? Oh, hi. I, I, ate, a, I ate more eggs than Smash Mouth. Did you really do that? Um, probably did eat about a dozen eggs this wow, week. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of eggs. Yeah, it's because um, I'm still living with my parents while I'm looking for a job, and they got some uh, chickens this spring, and they just started laying eggs, so... You just started eating eggs. Yeah. yeah there's uh, six hens, and they lay about five eggs per day. Oh, so you have to eat, like, three eggs a day, minimum. Yeah, or... <laughs> Right, give them to how people. many eggs do you eat at once? That's the real question. Um, just one hard-boiled egg at a time. What the fuck? You eat what? four eggs minimum. Just one? Well, it's a lot of eggs, guys. It's a, it's a snack. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. Four, four eggs is not a lot. Four. I mean, like if I'm for, eating a scrambled, yeah, it's like you, four yeah. eggs. If no, you're making like you. an omelet. That's that's a normal amount. If you're just having a snack. Let me see you eat four hard-boiled eggs in a row, and then say, "I'm I'm good to eat a whole sandwich now." Well, after <laughs> after four hard-boiled eggs, I would eat another four hard-boiled eggs. What? Why? Wow! Why would you do that? All right. Why not? That's a lot of you eggs. Know, you gotta eat the eggs. You gotta consume the eggs. You gotta All right, Maggie. Eggs. Maggie, that's like eight hundred percent your daily value of cholesterol. Uh, I'm not gonna live till like. 40, probably, so I don't Well, inst- aside from saying that you can eat more eggs than uh, Concordat, what have you done this week, Maggie? Uh, <laughs> everyone, oh, God, not been a great week, let's be honest. That's fair. I have no idea where I'm gonna live within, like, a month. Yeah. So that'll be that'll I've be heard fun. that from you, it's a bad scene. That is a bad scene. That's that's really that's really about it. Yeah, I don't uh, I, I, I don't uh, have a solution. Well, I'll figure it out. I'll I'll be a traveling blowjob salesman. It'll be fine. Mister Gamebun is currently preoccupied with his homework, so that's what he's been doing this week. That's true. Yes, and also if you try to tell me traveling blowjob salesman is a prostitute, uh, you're not wrong, but uh, it sounds better. It's a it's a like one of those regional phrases, you know. Make sure you have. 
a budget for condoms, because otherwise you're gonna get some real nasty shit in your mouth. Uh, no, we're playing it dangerous. Okay. Mm, no, don't do that. Vacuum cleaner sample salesman. Remember, kids, condoms are bad. Never use condoms. Uh, Just cover yourself uh, in strange cum. I don't uh, think we can support no. that as a podcast. Always use protection. Well, no, don't do that either. If you want to make a baby, you need become, to not use protection. Become like a balloon, but full of cum. Use protection most of the time, but sometimes don't. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Always use protection. Never have children. Okay, All right. that's, I mean, I'm the most on board with that one. <laughs> There's no transition, so I'm gonna escape from this hell that I've created. <laughs> if you need condoms, most colleges give them out for free. And instead say, come hell. Hey! EGS happened. Hey. Nice. This last week. What does that stand for? It stands for Tokyo Games Show. And it's a games show that happens in Tokyo. It's like the E3 of Japan, except it's not that big. And all the good shit was uh -huh. announced at E3, so they have nothing right. left by the time September rolls around. Well, so usually Sony hangs on to some stuff specifically for TGS, but yes. So is this like a Nintendo Direct, but for everyone else? Uh, no. no. It's like E3, but for Japan. This is like a Sony Direct, and I then see. with a bunch of Japanese developers like Tecmo Koei and, and Bandai Namco and everybody else throwing their hat in the ring for a little, like, two things. So... Things that got announced at TGS. Let's start with old stuff. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus HD trailer came out, and yo, it looks really pretty. It looks, it looks that, lo like that looks like a nice version of Shadow of the Colossus in high definition. I mean, I mean that game looked pretty the first oh, yeah. time, so if they make it look prettier, that that's I guess good. Well, I mean, you gotta consider, it's been, like, 15 years since that game came out, so it's gonna look better. Yeah, and one thing I noticed, aside from, um, obviously the models looking a lot better, like, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I forget what the name of the main character is, but, uh... Daniel. I know the... Uh, Mr. Shadow. The horse is aggro. I don't remember what the name, the guy's name is. Anyway. Cowboy the Dan. The name is more memorable than the main it's, character. Well, yeah. The horse is more memorable than the main character in that game. Anyway... Uh, his model and the Colossuses looked really good, but also I noticed a distinct lack of PS2 fog, which is the fog that exists in order to minimize uh, distance. What do you what view distance? There you go. And yeah, uh, I don't think draw distance is really a problem anymore in right. 2017. But does that make it look better or worse, like the Silent Hill HD? So that's a great question because the areas that they showed in this trailer are all, they're like big areas, I mean all the areas in that game are, but they were all sort of closed off areas. We didn't see any of the, uh, you know how like, when you are playing that Open, game, running around. yeah, you start out in that big field and the temple's in the middle, we didn't see any of that, so I can't help but wonder what that's going to look like without any PS2 fog on the horizon. His name is Wander. Thank you. That's a dumb name. Oh, I mean, that's what he does. Or Wanda, for short. Wanda. Um... Hi, my name isn't Maggie anymore, it's just Whore. <laughs> Great. Uh, oh, okay. If, is that good? Like, sure, why not? No, that's bad. What do you mean I have to leave? What? So anyway... That game looks really pretty, and I, I'm probably, I might get that when it comes out, because I love that game. Another game that is old, that is gang remade, is Zone of the Ender's Second Runner. And then they have some weird subtitle, it's Mars... But the A is like upside down V with a line through, like, 
And the reason it's like that is because uh, this remake is 4K resolution, blah, 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 blah. It looks better, et cetera, et cetera. And it's also... In VR. It's also a VR game. Right, now... Pilot what? your cock in VR. Am I supposed to care about 4K? Because I really don't. Some people do. No. I don't think you should, I mean, but some if you do. don't have anything to look at 4K on, then no, you shouldn't care. I'm gonna be honest, even if I did, I'd rather the game run nice than be 4K. You will probably care about 4K in five years, otherwise, no. So, you make a great point, though, when you say it should run nice instead of 4K and be look, or look nice, right? That, I think, is particularly relevant to this game, because isn't Zone of the Enders 2, maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but is that game not a 30 FPS game? I don't think I ever played Zone of the Enders 2. I did, and I can't remember if it was 30 or 60, but I feel like it was 30, and if it is, you cannot play a 30 FPS game in VR, because it will make you throw up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if you have like any motion sickness shit, uh, VR at less than like 60 is going to be even worse than it would be at For 60. a lot of people, VR at less than 90 is bad, so imagine how bad it is at 30. But I will say that, like... As a uh, as an idea, that's not like the worst game they could have picked to translate to VR, because the idea of like being in a robot cockpit and stuff like that—that's pretty cool. It is mm -hmm. first person, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Or like it's partly in first person. Mm. Or oh, the game itself? No, the game itself—you're controlling the robot from third person. Oh, that's weird. So the, it's a total. Yeah, they have changed a lot about it in order to make it like this. Okay. Oh, they changed it into first right, person. Right, I think that, so. That's neat. Okay, right? that makes more sense. Yeah. Because they showed, a, there, there's a little bit of a clip of, uh, like, from the POV of inside the cockpit looking around. And it's obvious that the looking around is being done by a headset because it's not, like, animated. You know, it's, it's clearly, uh, whatever, a human. Head track. Yeah, human looking around. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. If it runs at 30 FPS, that's going to be unplayable for people in VR. Mm -hmm. It's too bad they fucked over Kojima because they could just be making some of the Enders 3. It's true. They could be, They could just do that, but unfortunately, no one knows what this property is except for people who already played it. So, Was oh, this actually published by Konami? I don't know. So the reason that everybody knows about Zone of the Enders is because the first one came with that Metal Gear Solid 2 demo when the right. PlayStation 2 was brand new. That's how most people found out about the game, and then it turned out that Zone of the Enders 1 was just, like, a really solid game. Right. And then but two... most people bought it to get that demo. True. And and 2 was even... And actually, you know what else that reminds me of? A game that was quite like that. Crackdown and the Halo demo. Mm, yeah. Except they never really <laughs> recaptured the magic of Crackdown, and Metal Gear Solid is a very successful franchise. Alright, the magic of Crackdown is a very, very strong statement that maybe you shouldn't use. The magic of Crackdown has only been recaptured once, and it was in Saints Row fucking 4. Got him. So. Uh, that's even, like, a bit. Now for games that are new. Actually, just kidding. I'm gonna talk about a game that's old again. And when I say old, I mean, <laughs> it's not old, but it's certainly not new. And it's Dynasty Warriors 9. Uh, they showed off a little bit of gameplay for this. Hey, it looks like a Dynasty Warriors game, but it looks like actually HD. And then, uh, also, one thing I will say that was actually different, I can't tell from the trailer, because they don't make yeah, it Yeah, I obvious. also couldn't tell. It seemed 
weird that there were like oh. there's definitely more movement in this like there's more running around because it seemed like all the fights took place in a really big open field which is normal for dynasty warriors but they had some stuff where like uh the characters were running on top of rooftops and stuff it seemed like player controlled as well and stuff like that and climbing things so maybe open uh, they uh, maybe open world they've had like Stuff where you run around towns and stuff before in Dynasty Warriors games, but never, like, in combat also. You're going to be running around on roofs and then get to a giant roof that's the size of a pasture and fight a bunch of dudes on it. Uh, probably. Now, now you can finally do parkour and fight the Yellow Turban Rebellion all over again. Almost literally that exact thing you're saying happened, which was that... <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Cow Cow was running on a roof and he d- jumped off a- into a group of dudes into a, just a big open dirt field and started fighting them. No, so. I was saying like it, it's like a big open dirt field, but it's also a yeah. Roof. No, I get you. I, I'm just saying like yeah. I I can't I can't tell from what they showed whether it's open world or not. But there's they're adding something to a Dynasty Warriors game. So good job, guys. <laughs> it's Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. It only took you. Eight games. <laughs> so listen, that's the thing about Dynasty Warriors is like they're not making that for like the Call of Duty like people who buy video games crowd. They're making it for Dynasty Warriors fans, which is why the series has not really changed that much over the course of eight games. And al- and also, uh, when you say the course of eight games, it's actually a course of like fifteen oh, yeah. fucking it's way games. more. Whatever you you know what I mean for like every game, including three, I think past three, there's been like. The extreme version, and then the tactics version, and then <laughs> for like all. Of them. And then there's the Gundam one, and then there's. Hyrule oh, I'm Warriors, not counting those. I'm just. There's the other one. I'm only count even if you only count Dynasty Warriors games, it, like in that franchise. This is still probably like the 15th. It's so fucking many of them. Yeah. So there's that. Um, there. And uh, there was also yeah. another game. Uh, it's Starship Troopers, the video game. Right. Uh, where you fight the giant bugs. Earth Defense Force. And you shoot the giant bugs. Oh. And it's also a game that, for some reason, it's still a thing. Well, so, I actually like Earth Defense Force. EDF. EDF, yeah. Uh, so, it's weird, like, they put out four... Oh, God, I don't know when they put out just four, but it was a while ago. Yeah, it's been, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, they put out EDF four, and then... After they put that one out, and it was not popular, and then they also put out, like, an expansion that was also kind of a new game for it, which is 4.1, and that happened, and it's been a while since even that came out. This is not an expansion to 4, this is a new game. This is Earth Defense Force 5. Iron Rain! And, uh, yeah. Looks like they're using the new engine. It does look like they're using a new engine. I think the big takeaway from this trailer and, uh... I actually watched a little gameplay footage on my own also, is that they are using a new engine and it actually looks like an HD game for once. Does not look like a PS2 game, which even the fourth one does, realistically. Yeah, it finally looks like a PlayStation 3 game. <laughs> it's actually true. Okay, hold up, because I just looked up something. We got it, everyone. We did it. I just need to let everybody know that the subtitle for Earth Defense Force 4.1 is The Shadow of New Despair. Yep. And that's the most yeah. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's kind of the point of EDF, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but I like I'm not I'm not familiar with Earth Defense Force as a series, really. 
So it's weird. You're right, uh, Maggie. The point of it, or at least in the past, the point of it has been that it's been kind of like schlocky B-movie stuff. But th this trailer has like a really weird tone to it where it's like, oh, it's like this guy's soldier talking. He's like, you must help us. They're taking, they're evolving and we're not. They're going to kill us all. Yeah, but, but that's why War it's dumb because changes. it is dumb. They're talking so grittily, and then you see like what they're talking about, and it's really stupid. yeah, and it's big robots, giant big robots with faces in their chests that shoot out lasers, yeah. yeah, and giant bugs and shit, and it's just it's not even like weird bugs; it's just literally giant bugs, giant. So, so yeah, just so you know, the for for anyone listening who doesn't know what this game is, the main number, the first enemy you'll ever encounter in any EDF game is seriously just an ant that's like. 30 feet long and 10 feet tall. Or 15 feet tall. That's about the size of a bus. Yeah. And then you uh, level the city to save it. Yeah, you... Yeah. Yes. There was destruction. There was all that, so... Yeah, it looks good. Um, Lots of destruction. No idea when this is going to come to the us, but uh, in the JP, it's coming in December, I believe. Uh, let's talk about the new Vanillaware game. I like Vanillaware because they make games like Odin Sphere and uh, other games made by them. <laughs> Muramasa is that a game by Vanillaware? I'm going to say that it is. Uh, maybe. Uh, I think so. And Dragon's, Dragon's Crown. Crown, which recently got announced for PS4 uh, at this press conference. But they're coming out with a new game called 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. And it is uh, a Vanillaware game by the looks of it. you There is 2D very well-drawn people running around very well-drawn backgrounds. And I can't tell what the actual gameplay part was, because it was very strange. Yeah, I was thinking that. Too. Uh, from the trailer. It looked like a tactics... looked like almost like a RTS tactics action yeah, thing. I don't know. I, I saw a giant robot, I think, at some point. Yeah, 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 there's, there's robots. They're, those are the Sentinels. That is the crux of this game, I guess, is that there are 13 characters... And they all have a big robot. <laughs> so, uh, okay, and then they fuck. Do they, yeah, they share fuck. the big robot, or is it like one robot for each child? There are thirteen robots and thirteen people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's thirteen people, and they each control a different point of the robot. No, no, no. Well, that's just Voltron at that point. No, that's double Voltron. That, that's a lot more than Voltron. Yeah. Well, that's like that's like triple Voltron. Let's be real. I think that's... All right. Yeah, maybe you're right. Okay, so there, so yeah, that I'm excited to learn more about that because Vanillaware is awesome, but we probably won't see that for a really Anime long time. Robots. Anime robots. Then speaking on robots, this press conference had more robots in Left Alive, which is a game. Mm. Who is this published by? I I, I couldn't catch. Uh, it's, it's Square. Enix. It's Squeenix, right? Yeah, okay, it's, all right, all right. yeah, it's Squeenix. Yeah, it's it's a front mission game. So it is possibly in the front mission series based on what the trailer shows, which is a bunch of European people in giant robots. And also the artist from the Metal Gear Solid oh. series also does front mission. And yeah, they showed like, it was mostly, they showed like a bunch of teasery type stuff, but they did show a little bit of gameplay right at the end where it was a third person shooter and a guy was shooting a big robot. Yeah, or Soldier 69 was running yep. around like he was in the Fox engine. 
And yes. Like, do you get to drive the robots? I don't know. They didn't show that, but I'm assuming you do. And also, yeah, it really, really looked like the Fox engine, the bit of gameplay that we saw. I mean, I'm not saying that it is, yes, did. but it looked like it. Uh, it's actually the, um, what's, what's another canine? The, the dog engine? The dog engine, great. Yeah, that's what I default to. The Yiffy Folfsky engine? No, not that one. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. The Wolfhound engine. Reading now that it is in fact a front mission game. Alright, cool. Uh, yeah, front mission is cool. They have never been an action game before. Oh wait, actually... Uh, yeah, I think they have. Now that I think about it, the last front mission game was an action game, but it was very bad. So, don't play that yeah, game. Um, it <laughs> says that there are there are robot sections. In cool. The, and that's 50% done, apparently. Okay. Well, I hope they show more than what they cool. showed then, because that wasn't enough. I'm going to be honest about that trailer. It looked interesting until I saw the gameplay, and I was just like, oh. Uh, yeah, I... The gameplay yeah. they showed was not enough and pretty not that exciting. So, like they did, like if there's fucking robots, why would you show a guy? Yeah, exactly. One. Why would you show a guy? <laughs> they should have shown one. Of why would you go show a guy shooting one of those robots with a little piss ant machine gun? But yeah, because it's a survival. Okay. Game. Uh... Yeah, the last action game in the series was Front Mission Evolved, which was pretty poorly received. That was very. I played that game. It was very, very poorly received by me. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the last piece of news, there's more, uh, and there's even still some kind of leak coming out slowly, but uh, the big last big piece of news that is Monster Hunter World, which they finally gave a story trailer and a release date for. The release date is January 26th for PS4 and X-Boner. This trailer is awesome. And they show a bunch of new monsters, which is the thing that if you have played Monster Hunter, you want. Because the thing that sucks about a lot of Monster Hunter games is they just bring back all the old monsters and add like two or three new ones. And then you're like, okay, well, great. This was like... I don't like it. This was like eight new monsters and it was fucking dope. It looks awesome. And I want to play it. Eight new levels. And not only do I want to play it, uh, which I do. They showed a bunch of new environments, too, by the way. But not only do I want to play this really badly, uh, I'm pissed that it's not coming to PC uh, on parity with PS4 and Xbox. Yeah, that sucks, because it'd be so much better. Who knows when it's going to come? Probably not till March or something. I'm going to cry about it. So what I'm hoping happens here is that they maybe like increase the accessibility level of Monster Hunter a little bit, because holy shit. From the gameplay that I have seen... I will let you know up front, it does not look like they have done that. Mm. That really isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially if you have people to play with. They can help you. And since it's All on right, PC, well... it won't be a pain in the ass to control, because that was the really bad... Man, playing Monster Hunter on fucking portable for years now has been torture, because I remember the days of playing it on a PlayStation, and it was a lot nicer. On a PSP Vita. No. Also, if you have, like, a game that a lot of people like, one of the worst things you could do is try and make more people like it, because it will always backfire. Yes, agreed. What? Okay. That, I, mm, I don't know about that. Don't but, ever okay. make games accessible, ever. Don't ever improve your video game. No, I didn't mean that. Uh, I meant, like, trying to make it accessible to a wider audience usually backfires because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Or they don't know what they, they want, actually. They just try and make actually. it accessible to everyone. Right. Instead of just, like... So hear me out, though. 
the last two Monster Hunters, Miko, they already have made a lot easier to get into. And especially the last one was already, like, really baby... I mean, for people who've played it before, anyway, it was really babied up. So I suspect they're going to at least do a little bit of that, even more with this one. In which case, it's not... It's just really not that hard to get into. I think it'll be pretty easy for you to play. Fair. All right. Hopefully, I just don't have the connection problems I had when I tried to play the Monster Hunter 4 demo on 3DS. Yeah, you won't, because it won't be on a fucking 3DS on Wi-Fi. Hooray! It'll be on the PS4 on Wi-Fi. In related news, uh, and this is just a little side note, MVCI, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, at TGS, announced a new character. Yes, that's right. Two days after the game released, they are announcing a DLC character, which you need to pay money for in order to play. This character was, because I said related news, Monster Hunter Lady, which is aka a generic lady character from Monster Hunter wearing the Rathalos, which is the big red dragon armor. Uh, she looks really good. She looks like they put more effort into her than almost any other character in the actual game that is released right now, which shows how shitty a company they are. <laughs> they know where they make their money, I guess. But two things. One, is that actually the character's name? No, I have no... Uh, no, the character's name is Monster Hunter. That's not a joke. <laughs> That's the name. That's... Mm -hmm. That's oh, God. Two, um, this is Capcom we're talking about. Are you really surprised they're trying to sell shit this quick? Uh, I am surprised that, considering how poorly the game seems to be Usually doing... Usually they don't right even now. wait for the game to come out. Well, it's one thing to announce that there's going to be DLC. It's another thing to say... Here is a trailer. Oh, by the way, also, we're going to play this character live on stream, and they're finished, basically. Yeah, usually they just include it in the game from launch, sure. and then you have to buy it. But later. then also, they're usually available to play immediately, which this isn't. So, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a shame. Everything about it is stupid. But the character looks good, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more about Marvel later. Uh, and yeah, that was basically TGS. All right. Speaking of video game companies engaging in poor business practices... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you about my good friend, Randy. Oh, you mean your good enemy. When I, I say... When I say Overwatch competitor, name a game that does not come to mind even a little bit. Um, Paladins. Uh... <laughs> Okay, you're supposed to say the one that's on the show notes, yeah, but that I guess thing nobody remembers. Yeah, so. Okay, it's Battleborn. So uh, Gearbox Software has made the decision to pull the plug on Battleborn. Um, I'm not surprised nobody's playing Battleborn. You said a rest in peace. Bad business decision. This is a good one. <laughs> well, Battleborn, Battleborn start to finish is a bad business decision. Okay, yeah, let's be true, real. True. I can't wait for Randy Pitchford to come out and say, like, they're not stopping development on the game. We're just, like, taking a new direction and making a new game. Oh, uh, we've decided to only go with um, private servers from now on. No, they literally said there is no planned content after the fall update. We are stopping. No, no, but I want to hear Randy say it. I want to hear Randy But he's going to try to spin it, they're well, saying. A different Randy Pitchford's going to run the only that. existing server out of his basement. I'm surprised to hear that this game was still running in the first place, and then I was even more surprised to hear that they were shutting it down, finally, because it took them too long. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Don't you remember? R Randy made it a not-free-to-play game. Well, it was free-free-to-play free then. it's just a demo. No, it's just a demo. It's not free-to-play. Right, but play. it is, though. Like, okay, it's just a demo. <laughs> Randy said it's a demo, okay? 
It's just an infinite demo. Uh-huh. That's what demo means, right? So, yeah, enemy of the show, Randy Pitchford, eat shit, my dude. Yeah, so uh, on the heels of this news was that Gearbox is working on something, quote-unquote, highly anticipated, which is probably Borderlands 3. That's my guess, since that's, like, their only their only series that anybody cares about. Uh, are you sure it's not Duke Nukem, For- Duke Nukem Forever 2? I'm absolutely certain it's not Duke Nukem Forever <laughs> or 2. Uh, or it's gonna be Aliens Colonial Marines 2. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some people played that game, at least. Duke Nukem Returns versus Aliens versus Predator. I mean, some versus people played Duke Nukem Forever, but we ain't getting another one of those. Oh, hell no. Uh, what if I told you that there is no title by Gearbox that is hotly anticipated? <laughs> uh, yeah, what if they're all kind of bad? Alright, I would play Borderlands 3 if I had a squad to roll with, okay? I don't care about the story in Borderlands, like, fuck all that shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't but is it hotly anticipated? Any of those people. Well, I mean, I would play it. But that's not hotly anticipated. You know what else I would play? Chinese checkers, but I'm not highly anticipating a game of Chinese checkers either. Like, Miko, are you soaked and ready for Borderlands 3? Just drenched. <laughs> Just like Randy Pitchford. I'm D- Borderlands 3 makes me Randy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's Austin Powers. Speaking of other poor things that randy has probably destroyed how about speaking of things that are going to be shut down in the near future yeah that would have been a better yeah. one yeah 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 it's uh hey you guys remember going to a toy store and buying overpriced things yeah i love fao schwartz too bad they shut down a few well years ago. no because every time i went to a toys r us i didn't have any income and my parents would buy things for me so you know man i'm i'm so disappointed that kb's toys is finally closing down I'm not. Uh, no. What about EB Games? Are they still open? Uh, isn't that just another name for GameStop? How about Babbage's? That's also (laughs) another name for GameStop. Babbage's. (laughs) Come on, give me another one. There's more. There's two more. Yeah. Come on. So, like, Toys R Us is apparently not doing so hot because everyone's poor and children have literally no money. So apparently yeah. they're not selling a whole lot. I, don't I know. actually hate to break it to you. I don't think it's just because people are poor. I think it's mostly because people don't really buy that many toys anymore. Because video games stole the fuck out of their market. I wouldn't say that. It's it's also because like you'd have to drive to a Toys R Us and buy this thing that's more expensive than on like Amazon. Or that something. too. Have you seen... The type of shit they're selling at Toys R Us nowadays. It's like foam, Minecraft swords, yeah. and fucking minion plushes. Brick and mortar stores are already getting destroyed by online retailers. But also, as if that wasn't enough, can you name me like one kid over 10 that's going to Toys R Us to buy like a plastic sword instead of just buying a game for their Xbox? Like, I literally you cannot think, think of you a You think I know children? That. What? It's, it's gonna be the people who are really into Nerf guns who still go to those places. Oh, that SA thread's from, like, 2006. That's over. Right, <laughs> but, like, if you want to buy a Nerf gun, Amazon sells those, too. And I can buy the darts by a large amount in Amazon and have them shipped to me in a crate. So that when I lose them, it's fine. you can buy thumbtacks for the darts Mm-mm. and then put Amazon those on there. Fucking dystopian overlords. What do you mean? You gotta do hardcore Nerf, my dude. Yeah. They do say it's Nerf or nothing. You gotta, you gotta crank the pressure up on the Nerf gun until you break bones with it. Well, well, if you can do that, I mean, the Nerf gun would fucking explode in your hand. 
No, you gotta re- you gotta replace the barrel with a metal one. Yeah, Miko, you replace the barrel and you put in like a way stronger spring, and then you <laughs> and then it, you you pay somebody online to do it for you because you don't want to b- destroy your fingers. And, oh, okay. And then, yeah, um, true story. Uh, my brother brought uh, his M9 from when he was being deployed to Iraq, which is to a gun. My house. Yeah, it's a gun. And he mentioned that people, uh, when they would pull the slide back while disassembling it, if their hand slipped, the spring in the gun would cause the entire slide to go flying through the air and you'd, like, break windows and shit. Yeah. Nice. And that's, like, a uh, one or two pound chunk of metal. Imagine what that'll do to a piece of plastic. Now, imagine that same scenario, except the gun is very lubed up because a crazy man just poured cum lube all over it. Imagine what that'll do to a child's skull. All right. <laughs> I don't have to imagine. I live it every day. In less good in bad. Well, I guess, I mean it's also bad news, but <laughs> this is even worse news. Uh, there was a huge earthquake in Mexico City. There was actually one in Mexico two weeks ago, also. Um, that was also very bad. It was eight point one on the Richter scale. And uh, that one was really terrible, like a few dozen people died, and there's a lot of infrastructure damage. This one, despite being a slightly less strong 7.1... Well, it's ten times less strong. Richter scale is one of those weird ones. Yeah, it's exponential. Logarithmic. Okay, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Despite that, uh, it's because it was closer to Mexico City, which is a big urban center with a lot of really bad construction. There was a lot of damage and a ton of people died. Over 200 people. I think the estimates right now are somewhere like mid-200s. Three, 305 people have been reported, according to... Yeah. Ooh. And... Uh, I don't know what this is. Reforma, a Spanish magazine or something. Plenty of children in that number also, really depressingly, because... Uh, there was a school that collapsed, uh, where the root, basically the whole building just collapsed in on itself. Well, that's no good. No, it's not. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was really terrible. Our really awesome president didn't even mention this. I'm sure he had a lot of no. He he had a lot of great things and mm. prayer prayers, thoughts and prayers. Because that's all anyone ever does. You might think that, but instead he had nothing to say about this at the time. No, no, Trump has to have something to oh, say. Oh, you would think. Somewhere he said something. He said something to somebody. He was busy eating breakfast. From the earthquake last week, I recall him seeing somewhere that Trump said that he tried to call the president of Mexico, but he couldn't get through. Okay. Fair yeah, because the president of Mexico is probably busy dealing with yeah. things. Donald Trump definitely tried to call a Taco Bell and got hung up on. But he basically had nothing to say. Which is ironic because someone who lives in fucking Europe, Jeremy Corbyn, on the day of the incident, had lots of kind words to give to people, at least. Jeremy Corbyn is a good person. I agree. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Donald Trump uh, literally hates everyone that's not white. Yes! I don't know if you figured that out. Where'd you hear that from? Oh, when when he wants to build a giant wall and he called them all rapists. Alright, that's a perfect... Perfect segue into the next article. Before we segue, really quickly, did you hear that he wants the wall to be see-through? What? Yeah, yeah I know. He wants it to be yeah, a see-through yeah, yeah, wall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. So uh, chain link wall. 
watching him talk about the wall is at the same time the funniest and saddest fucking thing ever. I wish Melania could be here standing next to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Nazi cowards. Speaking of horrible fucking people. Yeah. Uh, so there's like this frog that's like around. His name is Pepe. He's like kind of a big deal. Pepe the Frog is famous for peeing with his pants around his ankles. Yeah, yeah, that shit was on MySpace. Famous for being a Twitch emote. Yeah, so uh, the creator of Pepe the Frog has started suing people in the alt-right who are using his copyrighted work without their his permission. Which rules. That's the word that I'm trying to say. Which rules. Mm-hmm. So this may or may not be hot on the heels of the Campo Santo PewDiePie thing. I don't know. I mean, if it is hot on the heels of that. it was just a... Well, I don't know if it's because of that, he's like, oh shit, I can do that, or if it was just like a timing coincidence. I think it was a timing coincidence because, uh, having read a little, little bit into this, he actually already sued someone for this exact thing, which was, there was a Texas pastor, question mark, who, uh, published- I thought it was a teacher. Teacher, thank you. Uh, published a book that was basically, uh, about how you should be an Islamophobe and fuck- Islam and etc. It was like, it was like Hefe the Frog versus the evil, filthy hedgehog or something. Right, shit. and get them out of our country, yada yada yada. And he sued this guy because he was like, "Hey, fuck you! Stop using my frog for that shit." And uh, he won that court case. The guy had to stop selling his book, and also he had to donate all of his uh, earnings to. I think it's like the Center for Islamic American Relations. It's Islamist, or like that. yeah, Islamist American Relations. Some, yeah, uh, Council on American Islamic Relations. Thank you. Okay, I was I was pretty close. And uh, yeah, so I think after winning that court case and finally getting the payout from that, uh, that he literally said, "We are going to use this money to jumpstart." Me and my lawyers are going to use this money to jumpstart fucking other people over for this because I am not cool good. with it. And he made good on his word. Now the teacher, not a pastor, former assistant principal Thank in you. Texas. And um, this honestly reminds me that like back in the 90s, uh, neo-Nazis tried co-opting Bart Simpson yep. as a fascist symbol. And that. Uh, Matt Groening just went nuclear after them with lawsuits constantly. Of course, he had a lot more resources than Matt Fury does. True, yeah. but uh, he clearly has enough resources because he sent DMC notices, takedown notices to Amazon, Reddit, and also some actual alt-right people mm-hmm. who I fucking forget the name of because they're all scumbags. Uh, they're all baked, pretty much irrelevant. Baked Alaska, who, and who was one of the dudes who was at the Charlottesville rally who was putting out a lot of videos at the time, Richard Spencer, who everybody knows as the guy who got punched in the mouth for being a piece of shit, and Mike Cernovich, who's just an annoying piece of crap on Twitter. could do an entire segment on Mike Cernovich and how fucking weird he sure is. Could. Mm, I mean, I'd rather not d- dedicate that much time to an okay, idiot. Okay, but are, are, we gonna, are we gonna just shut down Reddit yet? Or when's that Well, uh, it's probably not happening. It's but, probably uh, those not. Subreddits might get shut down. But uh, yeah, he specifically targeted the, the R, the Donald subreddit, which is the one that lots of crazy alt-right Nazis go on and talk about, hey, let's Pepe memes and fuck immigration. So... Uh, they're gonna probably have to do something about that in the near future, because otherwise they're gonna get their asses sued. 
And yeah, he doesn't have that many resources, but he has a really strong copyright claim, and he already won a case, which makes his uh, claim even stronger. Well, yeah, that sets a precedent. Right. Yep. And now, from now on, he just has to go to court and be like, hey, I won this other case. And the more he wins, the stronger his case becomes, etc. Once precedent is set, that's like a get-out-of-court-free card, I guess. <laughs> it's... The legal system can be anyway. wacky, but well, it's... it's because like right now memes are definitely a legal gray area. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Which is why if you ever spout a meme at me again, I'm putting you in jail. Uh oh. Haha, <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> meme is jail. A, is that actually a meme or is that just like a, I don't actually? No, you're going to meme jail. Is this semantics? I've never been more serious about anything in my life. This is not a joke. You are going to meme jail. So anyway, moving on. Hey, anyway, speaking of furries... That's me! <laughs> there's no transition there, but it doesn't nah, matter. There's, there's no transition there, but there are two uh, two movie trailers that just came out. That uh, So there's a Peter Rabbit movie they are making that looks not... Like, the animation looks beautiful, and this, the trailer looks fucking horrible. Wasn't Peter Rabbit, like... Oh, it's fucking so... Were there sequel books? Like, wasn't that just, like, a really short story where... There, there were a couple of them. I had, a, there's a couple in my. There basement. were. I, I could have sworn. Yeah. Maybe I'm just imagining things, but I feel I thought the story of Peter Rabbit was like, he goes into the garden, farmer. What's his name? Farmer uh, John. Uh, farmer Ewan McGregor. Far, farmer Ewan McGregor catches him, and he goes, "Hey, stop!" And then he goes, <laughs> "I'm a rabbit," and runs away. And then he and then he does it again, and then he catches him and kills him and eats him. Is that not the story? No, I don't think. No, that doesn't that doesn't shake out quite like that. I don't right. know. Peter Rabbit is the thing where all those rabbits suffocate underground, and then there's no. That's Watership Down. That's definitely different. And... That fucking movie is intense. There are there are a handful of Peter Rabbit short stories. We need a live action remake of Watership. Down. This trailer is a bunch of CG animals throwing vegetables around a house. What about that rabbit who put his two fingers into a shotgun and then the guy had it, who was holding the shotgun fired and it exploded? Yeah, that was Peter Rabbit. Oh, okay. That's oh. Farmer That's Farmer McGregor. Yeah, Peter Rabbit went on to uh, play basketball with Shaq, I believe. Uh-huh. No, but he did become a famous basketball-playing bunny. And then he cross-dressed to uh, seduce a hunter at some point. He didn't play with Shaq, but he played with the other Looney Tunes, and then he played with Michael Jordan against Space Aliens. No, it was Shaq. It was definitely, it was definitely Shaq. It was not It was. Not I think Shaq. it was called Terrestrial Jam? Something oh, like that? Oh, maybe. Yeah. It was called um, NBA Jam for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, that's the name. Oh, that's right. Okay. So that movie and looks then good. the other one... Not really. The other one is, uh, so... Wes Anderson is back. Do you remember Fantastic Mr. Fox? What if I told you Wes like Anderson beautiful... never left? Uh, well, okay, that's also <laughs> true. But he made uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which was like a claymation thing. And he's doing it again. I never watched that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You should watch it. I thought about watching it, but I just never got around to it. This trailer is this new trailer for this movie, Isle of Dogs. It looks really pretty. The art style is gorgeous. I think the plot is fine it's interesting enough but i will say that the depictions of some of the japanese people in this were a little yeah, bit a little, little not great i was kind of on the fence about that other than that it looks i mean like especially visually right i mean 
he's already very good at blocking shots and everything like that. He, you know, the way that he sets up his, the way that he does. Let's talk one point perspective for a minute. Yeah, his perspective. How that's literally every shot he has made in a, in how many movies does he have? It's like 15 now, right? I don't know, but he's good. He's a, a lot. He's a good movie man. And he making the movie good, and this looks like it could be that, and it's very pretty, and yeah, it's like almost claymation, but not like it's also like kind of like it's almost just like objects, like it kind of like I, it's weird the way that I'm saying it, but like the fur looks like fur, you know what I mean, and the trash it's doesn't look like, the trash doesn't look like clay trash, it looks like trash, but then the characters look like clay. I don't know, it's cool. It's stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And it's probably going to be good. And hopefully yeah, it doesn't that's... have too much offensive Japanese shit in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's going to do it for news. Why don't we kick it into what you've been gaming? I want to hear yours Mike, first. Mike, hit me. No, I want to hear yours first. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I I finished West of Loathing. Okay. It's very good. So, here's what I found out is, so, I told you last time that the, like, main plot thread was find and kill a necromancer. Yes, because the lady Turns out that's the... not the main plot oh. thread, that's a side quest. Oh. Yeah, so the main plot thread... That's the side quest for your companion. So, I also found out that that does not change based on which companion you take, you'll always have that side quest. Okay. But, uh, Alice, the one I picked, is the most concerned about it out of the partners. Fair enough. So, the main quest is, uh, you have to, there is a train running, uh, east to west. Okay. That you have to, you have to, like, help them out to get to, uh, Frisco, which is just San Francisco. <clears throat> and so, they're stopped at the mountain, so I have to go help them, uh, figure out how to way. blow up this pile of, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> let me, let me tell the story. Anyway, <laughs> you have to help them, uh, figure out how to get a whole bunch of TNT to blow up this pile of boulders so they can continue. And then they run out of wood because they're building their track as they go because it's just wild. Great. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's West of Loathing. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so then I have to go... Uh, get wood. I have to go f get a bunch of wood from a town and I have to get... <laughs> I have to, like, coordinate all this paperwork to get the wood. It's like... Uh, mm, and then... Uh, so the ultimate goal is to get this train to Frisco. Yes, and then when they finally get to Frisco, a crazy man who calls himself the Emperor of Frisco steals the oh, train. Oh, boy. And I have to go... So I have to Adventure Zone uh, murder on the Rockport Limited that shit. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, except with less less Angle McDonald and more uh, Kingdom of Loathing-style combat. Kurt Angle McDonald? Yeah, but there is there is a train murderer, and you can kill him to get the key to the next car. You can train murder so, him? So, yeah. <laughs> train murder is the name of my next novel. So, I mean, spoilers, but you, you, you get the train back, and you get the Frisco, I take it. Yes, you get the train back, and then you ride the train back to Frisco, and then you can go in a theater to watch the credits, or you can continue on and finish any side quests you didn't do. Oh, cool. So that's when I started doing the Necromancer thing, because I'm like, oh, I thought I was doing the Necromancer one to beat the game. apparently not. So I go through all the necromancer stuff, and then I get stuck because I have to fight nine skeletons in one go, and they all murder me. There's a lot of skeletons. Yeah, so uh, that's where I kind of called it. Are you not strong enough? No, I'm not even close Can to strong enough. Can you picture that you will ever be strong enough? Oh, fair enough. No. Skeletons don't have any muscles. 
No, and Alice, one of her abilities is to kill a skeleton instantly on her turn, but there are nine of them, and they do too much damage for me to make that viable. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that that game is good. And did you think it was good? Yes, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, something I did really enjoy that I wanted to point out is uh, if you go west enough when you're in Frisco... Cause they're west all enough like, of loathing? Yeah, so... You walk past the theater, you walk past the store, you walk past the saloon, you suddenly start getting uh, those, like, two-story uh, San Francisco-style houses that were very popular in sitcoms in the 90s. Oh, yes, awesome. Like the Family Matters house and stuff? Yeah, so, like, the Full House house, yeah. the Family Matters house, all those. Which recently got bulldozed, by the way. Yeah, I, I saw that. We didn't have time to add it to the news because we already had too many articles. No, it's fine, we just snuck it in there. That's what that's what I was video gaming. That's cool. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'm I'm I might I might I don't know I might play that game. All right, Zum, what'd you game this week? Who? You, you. I am Maggie. Maggie Zumtosis. What did you What did you do? What, what you be gaming? Well, I also fought skeletons. Wow, that's nice. Interesting. Uh -huh. I've been playing a lot of uh, Divinity, Original Sin two. Uh -huh. DOS 2. Uh, and it's pretty good. It's been a while since I played a game like that. I played a little of that too, uh, actually. And I, I, I missed uh, those type of games, to be what honest. What type of game is it? Uh, that is a tactics game, kind of. Well, turn based fight. Game. It's like Neverwinter Nights. Uh, well, I've never played that because I bought it and it doesn't work oh. on Windows 7, so... Isn't Neverwinter Nights basically D&D 2nd Edition, or maybe 3rd? 3rd, and it is, this is also basically that. But this is D&D 3rd Edition, <laughs> but it's not set in D&D stuff, like, in the D&D world. Yeah. So because of that, you don't have, like, D&D classes, per se. But in terms of the way that it functions, it's very similar to that. I mean, it's a uh, isometric, uh, turn-based RPG. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of like Baldur's Gate a little bit. It's a, it's an old CRPG, yeah. and it plays like one, and it and it's nice, relaxing, it's pretty good. Not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's pretty. The good. writing's pretty funny. Within the first uh, few minute, uh, first half hour or so of playing, as you're going into the first big town, you watch a guy get exploded. Oh. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the writing, the writing stays pretty good. I, I think they did all right, and the voice acting I'm actually surprised it's done that well. Right? Yeah, I agree. Consistently, like it's pretty much consistently done, like decently at least. And the combat is, uh, uh, yeah, you can play on tactician mode, which I didn't because I don't want to have not fun playing a game. So I'm not gonna go straight into the hardest. Uh, yeah, play on normal. I the last time I played I also played on normal and uh... uh a very annoying thing the game does though is um sometimes like characters will automatically try and talk to you mm -hmm. and for some reason it doesn't default to your character and that's just really annoying to me cuz cuz I want to talk with my character not like whatever fuckhead is close One key factor of this game is that it is uh playable in multiplayer and when you have a text conversation with a character, right, just like in any typical RPG, you know, you have your dialogue options and it's a dialogue box, text, blah, blah, blah. But 
you can play it in multiplayer, so you can have anybody in your party talk to somebody and initiate the conversation and do stuff. Because of that... Yeah, they did They did make it work pretty good for being able to drop in and out, from what I can and tell. And it works well in multiplayer, but because of that, it's there's this weird caveat where in single player, your party members can get talked to instead of your character and have that weird sort of interaction happen. Yeah. Um, I wanted to. Pl I actually got it to play with other people, but uh, my friends don't love me apparently, oh. and they they love Capcom more than me. Well, we were playing it. We played for like fifteen minutes the other day. We finally got it working. Uh, me, Pins, and Dryzen. So if you want to play with us, you're welcome. I don't know when we're ever gonna play again, but if we ever do, <laughs> <laughs> when you get bored of Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Mike, it says you're playing anime right now? Yeah, I love anime. That actually is just when I have my browser open, it says that. <laughs> uh, so this week, I played two games. I Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out. I did not give Capcom money for this game, because I bought it non-Steam. Because I hate them. I hate them with a passion. If you ask anyone... And they, you say, what's the first thing that you think about when you think about Mike and Capcom? They would say, him hating them. Yes, absolutely. So, I did not have high hopes for this game. And I will preface anything that I say with every single thing surrounding this game that is not the gameplay is garbage. The UI, the way the DLC is being handled, the way the game looks, the way that it's been marketed... How's the music? The music is awful. It's really terrible. Mm. It's but but you gotta you gotta take me for a ride. Like no, it's so bad you actually don't understand. They basically no Mike, take me for. They a basically ride. replaced every single Marvel characters themes with like movie themes. So imagine just like the shitty. It sounds like end every single character's theme in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, who is a Marvel character, sounds like the end credits music to a Marvel movie. Oh, so th does it just sound like the Inception the orchestral hit? Like, no, like... Just like, like, and just like, oh, it's heroic, and uh, and that, and like, identical. Oh, it just sounds really generic. Yes, and all of them it's sound like that. At. So, that's bad. The Capcom oh. themes are also made worse. Uh, they just all around made the music sound like garbage, and they did the same thing with the graphics. Every character in that game looks like shit. If your character in that game... Uh, has a face that isn't covered by some sort of mask or uh, they're not a robot or something, their face looks fucked up like they went through a car accident or something. There's a, Everybody's Gary Busey syndrome. It's bad. Yeah, from what I've heard, yeah, and the, uh, their skin it, it's like a good up. game, but right. um, so that's, everything else is not great. That's the thing is I have played it and I have played a decent amount of it. I haven't played, I actually literally have not played against anyone yet. Because I've been grinding in training mode super hard. Uh, because I'm bad at Marvel. I'm really bad at uh, what people would call anime games. Or, you know, games in which you have air dashes and stuff like that. Or versus games, in this case. Uh, I'm just terrible at them. Like, I'm way better at Street Fighter types. So I have to spend a lot of time in training mode in order to get good at actually landing combos and stuff like that before I play. But... Yeah, but what if you just have fun with the game? Uh, no, because it's not fun if you don't win. Just play as Tronbar. <laughs> I wish she was in this <laughs> and game. And then a Servitor, and, and then another Oh, Servitor, yeah, that, I forgot team. to mention also the roster for this game, the base roster. 
which if this wasn't super obvious based on the fact that I was complaining about Monster Hunter character earlier, the base roster for this game is also garbage because you have characters like Arthur. Do you know who Arthur is? Uh, yeah, he's from yeah. Uh, Ghosts and Ghouls. Uh-huh. When was the last time we had one of those games? Grabbed by the ghoulies. Um, I mean, when's the last time we've had a fucking Mega Man game? I'm pretty sure we had a Maximo um, game before a Ghosts and Goblins game. When's the last time there was a Darkstalkers game? Uh, yes, but Darkstalkers is cool, unlike these other things. True. I don't know, it's just garbage, and but it plays good, and it feels pretty good to play, so I'm probably going to keep playing it for a while. I'll have more to say about it once I've actually played against other people. Is the netcode okay? I don't know, because I haven't played against anyone. Uh, I've heard that the netcode is pretty good. Now, the other game that I played is actually good. It's good all the way through. I was super excited about this game when I heard about it at the Nindies Direct, and it came out for PC yesterday. And I have already played six hours of this game. Oh, you played uh, Samus Aran with the main character? Metroid. Nope, I played Steam World Dig 2, which is the sequel to Steam World Dig. Which is, uh, basically... Alright, back in the day. Did you ever play Flash games on your computer? Uh, no. Because I didn't have a computer until, like, I was 14. I mean, that's that's reasonably back in the day. Uh, yeah, but I just played World of Warcraft. Okay, man. well... You know, I gotta play those good if games. If you ever went to a Flash game site, there were always these games that were, like, minor games. And you would... Basically, the whole point of the game was you'd be like some sort of, I don't know, car or something, and you would dig down into the ground, get resources, uh, go back up, spend the resources to get money, spend the money to get better drills to dig deeper, more fuel to dig deeper, more light. Oh yeah, I love Mr. Driller. Uh, yeah. I, I love my Skinner box. This game is literally one of those. That's what SteamWorld Dig is. And the first one um, is... Pretty straightforward one of those. It doesn't have a lot of story, the first one, and it's uh, it's not like a huge game. Like, I think I finished it. I've played through it a number of times. I think the last time I finished it in like four hours or something. So it's a pretty short game, the first one. But it's really good, super fun, well-made, etc. The second game is just that game, but more, like a thousand times more. It's, there's so many, there's like a bunch more areas that are really varied the way you go through them. There's more enemies. There's more, uh, there's way more really cool abilities that let you, like, I don't want to, this is a spoiler if you uh, are going to play this game, but there's a new ability in this game called the Grappling Hook that is basically just a uh, Bionic Commando pull you to any point you want to go to. There's some areas that um, have little, like, sometimes they'll put little, like, metal plates on stuff that don't let you pull, t pull yourself to them, but for the most part, you can just pull yourself around the terrain uh, in any of the cardinal directions, up, down, left, right. And it feels really good, and it's just so much fun. And I've been, I was super excited about this game, and I'm super happy to say that it is awesome. It is like, yo, if you like exploring and collecting shit, there's some combat, but it's not like a big part of it. But if you like exploring and collecting shit, get this game. Uh, and that's what I've been playing. Neat. What Neat. have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Killing Floor Two. I heard that you. I heard you say that a while ago. I don't know. I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, didn't know if I believed Killing you. Killing Floor Two's had a weird development. That's cycle an understatement. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember hearing about like a year or two ago when they introduced, uh, what was it, uh, weapon resistances to all the enemies, and it was way too fucking complicated. Everyone hated it. And I only really heard about this because there's this player exodus to uh, Payday 2. Hmm. Interesting. Of killing Floor 2 That's players. not what I would have expected them to exit exodus to, but sure, that's pretty pretty interesting. It's both I mean, PvE games. it is another games. wave thing that's co-op. Sure. Yeah, they're both co-op PvE games. Anyway, um... Except in one, you shoot mindless zombies made by corporations, and the other one is, uh... What what are they called? Infected or whatever? Zeds. Experiments. It's a joke about how. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, cops. Yeah, but you really, you dropped the punchline though. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm kind of. I get of it. I get the joke right now. I get it. Anyway, this uh, summer they introduced um, like three or four new classes Ooh. and a whole lot of balance updates and stuff, and the game actually shockingly plays really well. It's just you shoot. Zeds in the head. And you keep doing it until you win, and you keep shooting them in the face. And so it ha so it hasn't changed much on a base level. It's just new, new stuff to do in it. Oh, there is a versus mode. Oh, weird. Do you play as the it's zombos? It's like the Left 4 Dead. Yeah, it's like the Left 4 Dead versus mode, basically, where you can play as the zombies. I mean, that's been in there for a while, and I've never yeah, tried I, it. I I've never tried it either. Uh, what I get the most interest fun out of is playing custom maps. Oh, are there some weird custom maps, Half-Life style? Oh, yeah. Some real fucked up uh, custom maps, and not just because they're... Go village shooting everyone. Yeah, yeah, I've played that one. Uh... Can you kill Pepe the Frogs in Habbo Hotel? Mm, no. no. What a shame. No, there's a map where every texture is Pepe the Frog. Oh, now. oh that sounds bad. Anyway, there's a block fort from Mario Kart 64. Oh, nice. It's fairly popular. Uh, Deck 17 from Unreal Tournaments. Hell yeah. Uh, the, that forest village from Ocarina of Time. Uh, oh yeah, there's like one that's called something like Arcade or something. It's really nondescript, but it has uh, police cars tra traveling on a road in front oh, of yeah, the shop. This the other day. And they travel at like 500 miles per hour and you can barely see them <laughs> as they whiz by, but they will kill your ass if you're in the road. <laughs> And across the street from the shop, there's a there's a fucking car wash that activates if you go near it, and it, it will also kill you. Uh, do they also kill the zombos if they go? Um, no. Oh, it's fucked up. Oh, it's just yeah. you. And there's uh, multiple Mario 64 maps. Nice. One of which, if you fall in the water, you die instantly. <laughs> On that one, though, if the enemies fall in the water, they also die. But Mario can swim. Yeah, I guess these um, fat mercs can't, though. It's fucked up. Yeah, but this is real life. People can't swim in the water. Oh, yeah, life. you're right. Mm. Yeah, That's it's... why Vice City was the most realistic game ever made. Yeah. And it's always a lot of fun finding these fucked up maps that barely work and shit, and you, like, fall through the floor at places. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, that's that's how I get fun from the game. <laughs> Be like, wow, this person put in way too much effort on this part, and they forgot to put collision maps on this entire surface. Nice stuff like that. So last time I played Killing Floor Two, my computer hard locked. So you know, I true. Decided it's a yeah, cursed game. I, that game takes a 
a shitload of resources what? and they have no idea why? why. No, it's not. It's not the game. It's my computer. It is definitely my computer. Oh, it could be. It both. takes like three minutes for it to launch on my end, and it stays at like a one by one resolution for the three minutes that it's loading. Yeah, it's just it's just killing floor with the window bar. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's Unreal Engine. I don't know what the fuck they did. Cool. Uh, so, let's move on to what's the worst thing that you saw on the internet this week, and I'm gonna start. Okay, hit me. First, let's, this is a quick one. Have you heard of Elf on a Shelf? No, I haven't. Stop asking me if I've heard of that. It's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing. Get ready for James Bond cheeseburger. If you've heard of Elf on the Shelf, which you haven't, then you'll have heard of Elf on a Shelf, which is a stupid meme that people keep doing where they just say things that rhyme, and that's it. That's the meme. Why is this a meme? Hey, Mike, have you heard of Elf on Shelf? Well, here's Pepe on a Nazi. Oh. That's, I, uh, even for a slant rhyme, that's kind of a stretch. Alright, uh, done. <laughs> Second. Yeah, no more with that. This is, a this is actually terrible. This is coming from at Mick Jesse mm -hmm. or Jesse McLaren on Twitter, who tweets "Help!" in all caps exclamation point I can't stop photoshopping shirtless Mario into the cast of Jersey Shore. Okay, so here's that's actually good. That's a good tweet. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I don't know what you're like. You said this is supposed to be the worst thing. Like, what do you mean? I so at first it seems like it could be a good thing. But then you have to picture Mario sleeping with Snooki, and that's no good. That's bad. Alright, look, <laughs> look at Mario's nipples and tell me he doesn't fuck everyone in that picture. Mm, I don't think he does, but he definitely gets in on the fight, as you can see in the second photo. He's definitely a part of that ruckus there that's happening. I mean, him and Bowser have, like, big orgy parties, you know? That's what they, they sure do. I think this guy with the Super Guido hair, his name is Joey D or something like that. He became a DJ after the show was over. I wonder, did Mario also? Uh, no, he became a uh, paint cleaner. A yeah, what? He goes around and he sprays power washer. That's the word. Paint cleaner. <laughs> he became a paint cleaner. He uh, paint cleaner. he takes he takes <laughs> yeah. buckets of paint and he cleans them. <laughs> yeah, he puts them in the washing machine. He runs them through a filter. Yeah. So so that's a, a nightmare. That's just a nightmare tweet that will live in my nightmares now. But uh. That's not the worst thing that I saw on the internet. This is. I watched Neo Yokio. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's a show <laughs> that is... Oh yeah, this is the thing that made no sense, right? This is the this thing... Is the Jaden Smith anime, yeah. That is written and directed by the guitarist of Vampire Weekend, who I, for Miko's sake, mentioned is from Glenridge, New Jersey, which I did not know. I did know that, actually. I yeah. forget his name. It's Ezra Koenig, I think. Yes, I think that's yes. Yes, yes. and the main vo the voice actor of the main character in this anime is Jaden Smith. So, first, let me start by saying they use the word agglomeration within thirty seconds of the episode starting. And if you don't know what that word nice. means, that's because it is a pretentious, stupid word that just means a collection of things. So I have no idea. And there's many other words uh -huh. that they could have used, but they wanted to use the most pretentious one, which seems like a trend in this show. They like using really pretentious language. This seems like an agglomeration of, uh, fuck. Uh-huh. Yep, a conglomeration of fuck. Uh, this looks like an- this anime is an agglomeration of neo 
assholes. Anyway. (laughs) But, okay, so I watched the whole episode, and I actually then watched the second episode. Starting off, this show is, I I can't say this show is good, because it's not. The the animation is pretty, it's not like bad, but it's real, it's like very totally spies, like American anime, like not really well, especially like the action sequences in the show are not very well animated at all. Okay, but on a scale of totally spies to Ruby, how how good is it? Better than Ruby. Okay. <laughs> it's undeniably better than Ruby. Uh, so, it's like, it's so up its own ass, but it has funny moments in it. It's just so tone deaf to its own just pretentiousness that it's kind of good. Is this the thing that the Toblerone Yes, it is. So, there's a scene... Alright. With a giant Toblerone, but... Wait, what is Toblerone? Toblerone is a chocolate. It's a scene with a giant Toblerone. I thought it was, like, toothpaste. Nah, it's a, it's a chocolate. Nope, it's it's a type of chocolate, and They're pretty good. it comes in weird triangular you should, shapes. You should try one, they're good. I, I've never seen one in my life. Have you never been to a store? <laughs> uh, they don't sell that shit around here. That's... I, they don't have, uh, they don't have okay. Toblerones on Long Island. No, they do not have Toblerones. If you go to Trader Joe's, you'd see one. have misery. I worked at a CVS for eight years and stocked thousands of Toblerones over those years. So don't tell me. You... Yeah, so go there. to aisle four. It's there. Regardless of the state of Toblerones existing in Long Island or not. The show okay. was surprisingly funny. And I just have some quick quotes that I want to throw at you that happened. These all happened in the first episode. One. Who cares what time it is? when the f- Okay, by the way, actually, before I say this... Jaden Smith does not understand how to read a line on a piece of paper that good. someone gave him. <laughs> good, good. No, really? that's great. I swear to God, I, I cannot imagine it has it, it went any other way than this. He, they must have used his first take for everything because if they these aren't first takes, then he's a robot. He's not a human. If they aren't his first takes, the way that he says every single thing in this show is so awkward and fucking weird. I couldn't believe that I was listening to a fellow human say these things. Now, okay, so do you think that they asked him to do a second take and he just said no? I don't know. I don't know. I think Ezra Koenigs literally probably said, no, everyone else, like, get your lines and, like, do them and we'll get the best take. But Jaden, just do one take. You're good, man. That's why I think he literally did. I did one take for the theme song and it came out great, so... Well, Jaden Smith would not have done great in one take. And he obviously didn't. So I can't I can't emulate the way that he says these things because most of these are him, uh, but I I'm just still gonna read them because they're pretty good. So the first one is, "Who cares what time it is when the future is an interminable abyss of whackness?" Uh, at one point, he is in a clothing store, and uh, his rival, who every time he comes on screen, they play a theme song, like a little guitar riff for a hot second. And have like a little a little cutaway with him every single time that he shows up for the first time in an episode, uh, and he's in a clothing store and his rivals making fun of him, and he goes he charges up like Goku, in in a clothing store dressing room next to this guy who's also in a dressing room and says I am not Neo Rish and then throws a key blast like Goku through the wall of the dressing room into the other dressing room. 
so like he actually has magic. Oh powers, yeah, no, he's right? an exorcist who throws. He's actually called a magistocrat. Yes, that is a real thing. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, what? Magistocrat. That they that is a term oh, that they God. use. All right, hold up. I've got an episode title now. Hold up. <laughs> the magistocrat. What is it? Magistocrats. Yeah. The magistocrats. And yeah, so he'll he has key blasts and shit. That's what he does. It's like the Aristocats, but they're all magicians. Mm-hmm. He has he has to go uh, do an exorcism during the episode of a fashion blogger who he slept with one time or hooked up with. Oh, oh yeah. Also, he's there's a in Times Square in the episode. Uh, it's basically New York, by the way, uh, Neo Yokio. In Times Square, there is a giant billboard with a list of the most eligible bachelors. And the first episode is about he's in second on that list and he wants to get back up to first. So he has to go do an exorcism for this girl that he hooked up with one time. And he, he says, I'm going to go do the exorcism and go do the field hockey game after. And then his robot butler says, but sir, a teen exorcism can take all night. Wait, did you say field hockey? Yeah. He's a yeah. field hockey, yeah. Say field, field hockey. hockey, yeah. Yes. Field hockey is the sport they fucking pick. Field hockey on a roof. Yeah, like 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 hockey in a field? That one. That's genuinely worse than lacrosse. And then when he finds out that she is... needs to be exercised, he says, that's so out of character for her. Or no, his dad says, yeah, so she got... Now she's acting crazy. She's all possessed. It's so out of character for her. She never cavorts with wraiths or demons. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, I do that all the time. What are you talking about? And in one of the best scenes, after he fails the initial exorcism of this girl, he then decides to go to the graveyard. He says, I want to go see the grave. And his robot butler flies him there. And they fly, and he's walking past the graves of all his dead family members, and you're like, oh, I wonder if he's like going to his parents' grave or what. And then he walks up, and it is his own grave. With, with the year he was born, Dash, and then no year yet for his death. And his robot butler says... You've designed yourself a beautiful grave, sir. And he says, I'm going to rest for a bit. And then lies down with his arms crossed on his own grave. <laughs> what? Uh, what ridiculous. And finally, and, la and last but not least, uh, when he is in a fight with the demon, who is possessing the Chanel jacket that the girl is wearing, as it turns out, not her, uh, the demon, I don't remember, he's saying, oh, your humans are so vain, that's why we'll always get you. And he says, Carl Lagerfeld said vanity is the healthiest thing in life. And you don't know who that is, and you wouldn't, unless, like me, you looked it up on the internet. He is the chief fashion designer for Chanel. <laughs> so, the show is fucking crazy. Uh, I saw a screenshot from that of a diamond encrusted skull. That's in the second episode. It's like it was. Uh, is it? Is that story they put blood on the sand reference? Yeah, the crystal skull was is actually a real art piece that happened, and I oh. forget the person who made it, but it is a real stupid art piece that is a skull that's completely covered in diamonds. That's a real thing, and that episode oh. takes place at the Met, where the skull is. And the skull gets possessed by a demon. Spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, that show is extremely stupid, but it's it's kind of it's kind of good, I guess. I don't know. I'm gonna watch more of it, even though I probably shouldn't. 
it's like when they made Ruby, they said that to make the most generic anime possible, but with this, they wanted to make the stupidest, most insane one? Yeah, they want to make the least generic anime. Or they want to... Like, I really can't stress enough that the word pretentious is describes this really well. But at the same time, it's, again, it's like so... I don't know. It's, you have to watch it for yourself. I, I can't... I can only describe it so hard. You're trying to judge art made by a literal crazy person. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ezra Koenig isn't that crazy, but Jaden Smith is. That would assume that they're trying to be intelligent and not trying to be stupid. I don't think they're trying to be either. They're trying to be weird. And they succeeded. Alright. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's my worst. Okay, um... Or best? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I might watch this, okay? You should so... watch. You should watch the first episode. What have you seen this week, Amigo? So, uh, so there's this guy. He does political cartoons that are like bad and right wing in nature. Oh, called Ben Garrison. I I was gonna say Howard the Duck. No, no. So, uh, he keeps accidentally drawing furry fetish art. <laughs> Is it really an accident? Uh, I don't know that for sure, but it seems like it. So, uh, he drew one about the CIA where, uh, a very, very large dog, think, think like Sif from Dark Souls sized, oh, has yeah, this Uncle one. Sam on a leash, and it's, uh, very, very much something I would expect to find perusing for affinity. <laughs> the giant dog leans in and whispers into your ear, good boy. Ben Garrison's art is competent, but he is a tremendous reactionary shithead and pretty stupid. Uh, the dog is wearing a fedora. Yeah, the dog is wearing a fedora. A collar I mean, that that's says the, you CIA. Know, the CIA, man. Yeah, um, so here's the best part about this whole situation is that the furry community has gotten wind of this and started requesting him to do commissions. Uh oh. You know, as a joke, not, not seriously, but as a joke. And, uh, somebody I know, this it, like, right before we started recording, uh, who goes by Bob Skunk, made that joke, and John Hodgman favorited that tweet, so that was pretty good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna read the, uh, tweet, or should I do it? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Ben, hello, draw my fursona sitting on a cake, but the cake's <laughs> labeled the deep state, and I'm labeled <laughs> dead. Thanks for your prompt attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah it's, it's pretty good so uh he has done this once before if uh you remember he once drew a very very obese ball at the doctors being yelled at for being too obese. fat yeah like so obese you might find it in my fur affinity favorites if you're so obese you might want to have sex with it wait i mean i might may probably not you this ball genuinely makes me uncomfortable yeah. This is the chunkiest bull ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not on purpose to be chunky. How did he get through the door? Well, that's another political cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got to have a few hundred uh, labels on the forklift that got him in there. And the forklift is labeled capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> or would it be socialism? No, no, it's it's socialism uh, would not lift up the Dow Jones. The, fo the fork the forklift is labeled welfare. <laughs> you see, you know what makes really, really good political cartoons? If you have to label everything. 
that makes it yeah, really good. That's another reason why I said Ben Garrison is a tremendous dumbass. He labels excessively. So that's the thing is like he's not the only one that does that. That's always been going on. Yeah, that's since that's the twenties. Basically, core tenet of political cartoons is to attach labels to things, but he does it in the stupidest way. It's just yes. that he draws things that furries would want to have sex with when he does it. So and yeah, that too. Yeah. So um. That one's going in my furry porn folder. Anyway, who's next? <laughs> oh, let's let's get yeah, let's go on this right now. Huh? Uh-huh. Let me find this fucking tweet. This again. twat. This series of tweets from series the twat. of twats. Oh yeah, I remember that. that's the uh, fired for truth guy, the guy that got fired for being a yes. sexist dipshit yes. at Google. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh, this is that guy. Oh yes. no wonder. Yeah. So, do you, do you remember? All, all that time ago where there was an internal memo at Google that was like, hey, women are dumb and bad. Yeah. And then the guy got fired for it. Yes, yeah. and then he wrote the word gulag with the Google font. Yes. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and, and now let me explain to you some of his other great fucking opinions. Accomplishments. So he made a tweet that says, the KKK is horrible and I don't support them in any way. But... Can we admit that their <laughs> internal title names are cool? E.g. Grand Wizard? Mm, no. no. No, no. I'm pretty sure no. most people said no, by the way. Let me give you a pro tip. Anytime that you start a sentence with, I hate the KKK, and then you, in the middle of this, and then in the middle of the sentence you use the word but, you've already gone in the wrong direction, my dude. <laughs> you already need to backtrack that. I'm thinking of the drill treat where he says, uh, in retrospect, you never have to hand it to ISIS. <laughs> no, no, but but we ain't done yet, folks. This ain't done. <laughs> he, he, that wasn't enough, that one dumbass thing. All right, he responds to his own tweet. You know, you've moralized, you know you've moralized an issue when you can't criticize its heroes or acknowledge any positive aspects of its villains. And I'm on... <sighs> There, th- what, th- what the fuck are you talking about, man? It's the KKK. There's stuff positive about it. No, it's so positive, dude, because they call people wizards, and no one else does that except for the KKK. Yeah, nobody's ever said that word before. So he's like, it's like teaching your child to be responsible about drugs and sex without addressing the fact that they can be fun. It's like <laughs> teaching your kids that racism is bad without telling them that it's actually fun. Literally, that's pretty much he's saying, like, you can't teach people about racism being bad without teaching them that it's also good. I don't know what he's trying to get he's at. He's saying you can't teach people that racism is bad without telling them that the KKK calls their leaders wizards and that they too could become a wizard if they became a member of the KKK. Right. <laughs> now, now he, he had one more thing to say. If you make the actual KKK the only place where you can acknowledge the coolness of D&D terms, hmm. then you'll just pu- push people into the KKK. Isn't that literally what he is doing? Wait, 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 I can think of one other place that you can acknowledge the coolness of D&D terms. That's right, the Adventure Zone. Now, now I'm gonna just explain why all of that's stupid real quick, and, um, the KKK was formed in the 18-fucking-hundreds. Yeah. Alright? Mm-hmm. Okay, D&D came out in the 1990s, oh. I believe, or 1980s or some shit. It was the 70s, I'm pretty sure. Whatever. Okay, so, like, wizards and shit existed way before D&D. Well, okay, let me stop you right there. Wizards aren't real. I know, right? They're not real. They're pretend. I mean, they are real. There's wizards out I'm there, a wizard. probably. 
there's definitely weed wizards that vape all the time, all right? That's the thing. But I'll tell you, even if they are, if even if there are, right, you actually don't become a real wizard by joining the KKK. That's not a thing that happens. But also, if you're gonna say, well, you can't if you can't acknowledge how cool these terms are, except by joining the KKK, and then people will join the KKK. I can think of one other place where you could acknowledge the coolness of these terms. What about like D and D? What about if you just played D and D though? What yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> what? What the hell is his name? The scientist name that I always forget. Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> no, it's not that guy. Oh yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. Oh. How did How did you just know that? Because I saw this tweet. Oh, okay. He is a man that is kind of a bit of a prick, to be honest. But he's just annoying. It's fine though. He explained why this is dumb very well. And he basically just explained how the whole reason that they originally called themselves wizards was so it sounded stupid and funny and people wouldn't take it seriously and that his dumb ass fell for it. Yep. He fell for something that they came up with in the 1800s. <laughs> it's almost like the 1800s version of the alt-right using internet memes. Oh, weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? You it's guys, like doing it on purpose. if you can't acknowledge how cool it is that Pepe the Frog is a, f a funny frog, then you'll never be able to not be a neo-Nazi. So... <laughs> so, if you weren't convinced that this guy was terrible when he did the memo thing... Uh, How about now? He's just a dumbass, <laughs> terrible human being that's also definitely racist. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. I think the Venn diagram that we're talking about here is a circle on top of a circle. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry um... about it. So I thought the worst thing that I saw this week was going to be uh, a pizza someone cooked with uh, candy corn on it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Oh, I saw that. That was that was a, a good pizza. Well, yeah. it was a good pizza, and now it's not. <laughs> yeah, it now it's was. now it's a very bad pizza. Uh, then my friend uh, sent me a picture of a croc, you know, the uh, shitty sandal shoe thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except it was uh, it was filled with uh, baked beans, uh, <laughs> and, and like the beans were sticking out of the holes. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be the worst, but then uh, some guy on uh, 4chan's guns forums uh, wore his gas mask, got into his bathroom, mixed vinegar and bleach together, and got his himself severely burned by chlorine gas. Oh, the, why would you do vinegar that? Vinegar and bleach makes chlorine gas? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, so does uh, bleach and ammonia. Cool. So did you know 4chan is full of not only terrible people, but also very stupid people? Yes, otherwise they wouldn't be on fucking 4chan. Presumably he wanted to actually use the gas mask he, was, he had, but I don't know why the fuck he would... Try poison yourself to do that when you could just fart in your own face. Weird question. Uh, you know, if you bought a gas mask for use, aren't there, like, better ways to test it? Like, just putting your face over a campfire, for example? Or you could just read, like, what the filter level is, because some gas masks are made for certain things, and so yep. when your dumbass buys one, you can't just use it for everything. And uh, some of them have different types of filters, some of them might need replacing. It would be like so buying a, so a gas mask and just being like, radiation can't hurt me anymore. 
that and it's just like uh no just like quite. i'm just picturing a guy like holding a piece of plutonium like rubbing it on the gas mask like i'm okay now he's in a painter's uh he's in like a painter's jumpsuit thing and a gas mask and he's just like yeah this is good right yeah um yeah if you want to see the pictures the tweets right there in the chat so I do think I need a gas mask for when I go to AGDQ and Mike destroys the bathroom. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're coming in to the Coming final... in hot. Coming in <laughs> coming in hot like chlorine gas on your face. That yeah. <laughs> Might have to go to the whole spotel. Maybe not hot enough to burn your skin, but uh we're going to kick it in emails right now. Yes. So um I extended last week's topic a Again, because we had no emails, and as of now, I have three, and that's that's enough. I can deal with that. So, um, me, Mike, and Game Bun already talked about ours, so yes. Zomtosis and Andy, I need you to tell me what are your favorite Twitter accounts to follow. Hit me. All Just right, one. So, my, my favorite Twitter accounts to follow are Just one. accounts of my friends. Only one Twitter account. I don't use Twitter like that, my dude. I I don't follow, like, a lot of people. Right, so, at Mikolith. Follow at Mikolith for likes of <laughs> Chubby Bulls and Barra Bears. Not, uh, Hell yeah. Well, actually, he doesn't do that, luckily. I've seen some other people do that, though. Well, because once I realized that likes were showing up on other people's timelines, I fucking stopped. <laughs> so. Uh, so you, uh -huh. you don't have one? That's fair. No, I, I honestly don't use Twitter like that. We'll just say that I'm the number one Twitter account in America and that you should follow me. It's true. Uh, actually, the number one Twitter account in North America is Toddy. Oh, uh, yeah, his is pretty good. At JT Toddy, just follow that guy. He's pretty good. Uh-huh, yeah, go go follow Toddy and tell him he's cool. Tell him Falcom is a bad company and see what happens. Well, then you're gonna die, so... Yeah. Toddy's a good Twitter account to follow, but... I'd say the ones where the just one. I get the most funny shit from. Sorry. It's not just one. Okay, but you have to pick one. You have to pick one and tell me your favorite Twitter account. Nope, sorry, can't. Well, you have to pick one and tell me one that's good. Nope. Okay. Okay. So now we're moving on to emails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh favorite Twitter accounts from uh Honorable Thief who has emailed before. Yes. He says, at Flash Game Titles. Ooh. So, I'm going to recommend a bot that isn't popular and makes me sad how it isn't the most popular thing ever. At Flash Game Titles. It generates names for terrible Flash games you oh. find on DVAX Girl Games LP. Yes. Examples. Zootopia Airplane <laughs> Foot Surgery. <laughs> Pikachu Pac-Man. Mm. Pregnant Santa Selfie. Oh, that's that Steam game. Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Vampire Nemo Resurrection. <laughs> Pregnant Santa Selfie is definitely a real one somewhere. That was that Steam game that came out recently. <laughs> uh, fairly Odd Parents Princess Stomach Problems. Oh. Clean Up uh, Spa that's... Day with Minion Stewart. Spank Rapunzel Butt and Bowser uh -uh. Leaves Shrek. I don't like that second Actually, one. Actually, I think Spank Rapunzel Butt is literally one I've seen before. Yeah, that's like a real game. I don't want that. Let me hit you with the finisher. No. Ken Pregnancy. Oh. Uh -huh. oh, yes, I love Mpreg. Yep. You know, if I were to have to pick one, it would probably, out of the group that I follow, it would probably be uh, at Buyer Logic on Twitter. How do you spell that? By Your Logic. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, that guy. I remember that guy. B Y 
and uh, Y-O-U-R. He posts things mainly um, shit. Oh, I love shit. Yeah, I love shit. I, I love following Twitter accounts that just post pictures of butt uh, feces. Uh, mainly he uh, posts dumb jokes uh, about Trump and it's, it's political stuff. But it's funny political stuff. Yes. Also, sometimes people just making really dumb posts on Twitter. <laughs> oh, so every day then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and okay. Miko, give me email. Okay, the second one comes in from Dryzen. Dryzen. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. I'm going to see him in January in real life. True. And he says, uh, Purin Harumaki? Am I saying that right? How do you spell it? P-U-R-I-N-H-A-R-U-M-A-K-I? Yeah, Purin. Yeah. Okay. How do I even describe this one? You don't. But what is it? Because <laughs> I, I got nothing right now. It's a Japanese account with um, drawings of a man, I guess. This is oh, a Japanese meme Twitter. If you... Okay. So it's like Japanese versions of Pepe the Frog. No, no, no. Japanese versions of Pepe the Frog lawsuit. It's like slightly less terrible versions of Japanese Pepe the Frog. But th these are literally just Japanese memes. And yeah, I mean, every day. It's every day, bro. As uh, famed, I forget, Logan Paul would say. Uh, this account's pretty good. If you like Japanese memes, you'll think it's pretty funny. This one has a fidget spinner in it. Uh, and if you don't read Japanese, you can translate the tweets, but it won't make as much sense. <laughs> Another good account to follow is uh, Internet of Shit. Uh, okay. And finally... Yeah, especially since I'm an IT security guy, it's, it's basically all the ways that companies add internet connections to things that don't need them. Let me tell you about Juicero, my dude. Yeah, like Juicero or that casino that got hacked because their fish tank was hooked up to their network. You only get one, Miko. Yeah, but what if, no, I'm gonna what keep if taking I want to look at no, memes stop. from a Japanese Twitter account on my fish tank? Then, you, right? go to need then you go to Purin Harumaki. Last one, Miko. Okay, so we got one more email after... No, right before we started recording. So, down to the wire. Uh, this one comes in from White Coke, who I recognize that name from the LP Zone. Who says, Pixelated Boat. That's that's a good Twitter account oh, to follow. Yes. That's that's Milkshake Duck Man. That is yeah, the man if you don't who invented know Milkshake Duck. If you don't know about Milkshake Duck, uh, Milkshake Duck is a oh, duck yeah. that drinks milkshakes that everyone loves until people found out that Milkshake Duck is actually racist and now no one loves Milkshake Duck. You know what? Pixelated Boat was going to be the ones that I would mention in a big list, so that's good. Uh and yeah, he's really funny. There's actually a group of people who are sort of uh closely related to him. Like, I forget... Like who's the guy with... I, I don't know, there's a bunch of them. Leon. Leon, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, with Leon Kennedy. He has the... Uh, Leon is a guy with a uh, Yoshi's Island. Island? Avatar? Yeah, it's like L-E-Y-A-W-N. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're all very funny. They're funny Twitter people, and you should consider following them. And that is emails. Do we have an email topic for next week miko i uh yes stop i i had one okay uh, what is what's it your favorite brand of gas mask to wear while gassing no. yourself i mean that's a good one i was no. gonna say right at 
Don't. Already, I'm saying I'm already nixing this. Write the podcast that tell us what your favorite memes are. No. Okay. No. 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 Don't do that. Okay. Nico, so what here's is the it? real. Here's the real one. Okay. So, uh, over the last week or two, a lot of albums came out that I was really yes. into, and as I was perusing Pitchfork, I noticed that they have re-released the Popeye the Original Motion Picture soundtrack this month. So, I want to know, what's the most ridiculous re-release of anything? It could be, like, video game, remaking a movie, re remaster of an album that completely was unnecessary that you have seen in your life. Tell me what it is and why. Re-release or remake, yes? Uh. Yes. Re-release or remake. Uh. Don't, don't send in it, because people are saying that's good. People tell me it's good. I haven't seen it yet. Couldn't tell you last time I've been to a theater. Might not be. You can send knows? your responses to podcast at burndownthesandcastle.info or you can go to burndownthesandcastle.info and there is a form there you can use podcast at burndownthesandcastle.info the first thing that came to mind is those uh, konami greatest hits thing no don't no it's for next week no 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 that's no. next week <laughs> stop doing? i might not be here that's fine send in an email <laughs> All right. So, ah. thank you for listening. If you're listening to us on iTunes, we would super appreciate it if you would give us a review. Uh, five stars would be Leave great. Review. But... Tell your friends. Our downloads have like tanked. I don't. I don't know if that's because we took so long to get episode four up and episode five conversely suffered. I have no clue. But tell your friends if you think they'd be into this. If you if you want, uh, review our podcast and then send us a picture of the review in an email. Uh, with just the title Vor, and we'll send you your own personal bucket of cum lube. I'm not doing that. Do you know how expensive cum lube is? I'll send you a box of pizza rolls. I mean, I can get pizza rolls at ShopRite for like a dollar. You don't have to worry about it. Alright, I'm gonna cover pizza rolls and cum lube and put them in the... Uh, the no, we need to stop because I need to end this podcast. We're almost at two okay, hours. Microwave to cum bagel. Please, please. Just let me end the podcast. Okay, so that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, catch you all next time. Bye. G goodbye, everyone. Bye. Microwave to come bagels, please.